Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You're tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Moundsville, West Virginia native Jerry Andrews created Grandel Creek Bluegrass Band in 2015. Jerry was interested in writing songs and he knew he had stories to tell. And with the mountain harmonies of his childhood ringing in his ears, he began to assemble his band members. Jerry joins me on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about the journey of the band and their new single, Refrigerator Homemade Picture Show. Hi Jerry, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Greg. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Uh, we're we're practically neighbors. You're you're just over the state line in West Virginia. I'm in Virginia. What part of West Virginia are you in? I'm up in the northern Panhandle, up sandwiched between um, Ohio and Pennsylvania. But I get to your neck of the woods quite a bit to fly fish. Not so much in Virginia, but right down on the border. What what parts of West Virginia do you fly fish? Around Elkins and Petersburg, yeah, um, that area. That's mainly where I pick. I also, fly fish Garrett County, Maryland, quite a bit, just because of the unique trout program they have. Yeah, for their native brook trout, they have a lot of streams that are on the no-kill list. So when you go there to fish, first of all, you're fishing for trout that have been there as long as the water's been there that man didn't put it put there. Yeah. And you're always fishing over fish because of the no-kill regulations. It's yeah. a very good program Maryland has. Yeah, that's neat. How long have you been doing that? Sounds like a long time. Since I was 14 years old. Okay. I'm 67 now, so I've been at it for a while. Wow, that's cool. So when did the music bug hit you? Uh, 10. I was 10 years old. Uh, we had an Epiphone uh, semi hollow body guitar it was black i remember it like it was yesterday had the weirdest strangest silver thick binding almost looks like it needed to be on a one of those old cracked ice kitchen tables that ran around the outside of both edges Mm. and um, i found a mel bay handbook and i taught myself to play guitar which was the only option i had at the time in retrospect i didn't do myself any favors because as you can imagine uh, developed horrible habits and it limited me as <laughs> yeah. as a guitar player in the, in the long run. Yeah. So, at what point in your young ages did you did that 
encourage you to pursue working with other guys and, and gals and, and forming bands and making music that way? I played rhythm guitar at a lot of the square dances in our area, and, and I grew up in an extremely poor and rural area here in Marshall County, West Virginia. Mm. So we had a lot of square dances, uh, that type of stuff, cakewalks, which we wrote a song, Cakewalk, we thought would be, we really had such high hopes for it, and then we realized that a lot of people didn't know what a cakewalk was. <laughs> so song content as a songwriter is extremely relevant because it's you have three minutes to tell the story, right. and the listener has to understand it without it being explained to them. We would play the song, and people would say, what is a cakewalk? Mm -hmm. We realized we'd we'd kind of shot ourselves in the foot a little bit with that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up uh, enough around the country and, and country folks in that environment to know what that means, and it's easy to take it for granted. You just assume that everybody does, but you, you yes. get out of the the country environment and move closer to the cities. And, uh, that's not something that, that people grew up doing. That's correct. And then high school, I, I fell in love with Zeppelin and deep purple yep. and fog hat and, and uh, blue oyster cult and Hendrix. And, and I had a rock band in high school. We were, we were absolutely horrible. Should have never played out <laughs> really. Was, I think back to it. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. But, but like Joe Walsh said in an interview, everybody has to be bad when you start. You That's have right. To be. That's right. Yeah, and and, and yeah. you've got to you you've got to start to to uh, to move on to get to the next phase for sure. That's so. correct. Yes. Then I I played pedal steel and fiddle in a country band in the early '80s, and we were fortunate enough to be a a pretty good pretty good band, and we played a lot of shows at the Wheeling uh, Jamboree. Oh, cool. Uh, we warmed mm -hmm. up for acts like Reba McIntyre and if you remember a band named Diamond Rio. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, yes, who had the first string bender on a guitar I'd ever heard or seen. Ah, cool. And um, you know, Oak Ridge Boys and oh, several of the bands that came through, the, the big name bands uh -huh. that came through, the, uh -huh. the uh, Capitol Music Hall in, in Wheeling, 1170 uh, WWBA. Very fortunate to do that. Yeah. And in 82, I put the guitar down and I didn't look at an instrument until um, 2015. Wow. Wow. Just, I just, got just walked away. I completely huh? out of it. Yeah. I had a family and working a couple, two or three jobs and uh, worked as an investigator in, in West Virginia for about 20-some years and taught school for a while, built homes for a while, owned a, owned a logging business for 10 years. So did a little bit of everything. Yeah. And... I had always wanted to hear Donna Ulysses, and she came to Glenville State College in West Virginia uh -huh. and did a songwriting seminar and a concert. So I talked the guy into going down there with me, and uh, I called to get tickets. And oddly enough, the college said, "Well, we're not handling the tickets, but uh, I'll give you a number where you can call." And it was a national number, and the woman answered the phone, and I said, "Yes, I'm." Uh, I'm trying to get hold of Carl about tickets. And she said, well, I'm actually looking for Carl myself. <laughs> and I said, well, who are you? And she said, I'm Donna Ulysses. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, you're, wow. that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do here. So told her, you know, I said, I've written a couple songs when I played in the country band. And she said, well, bring your guitar and come down and, and demo the songs and we'll use them in the clinic. 
So I did, and that's how this madness got started. Yeah. Never intended on having a band. Yeah. Uh, Crandall Creek is actually a, a a cutthroat trout stream in Wyoming that I fished, and ah, somebody said, if you had a band, what would you name it? And I said, well, I don't have a band. And they said, but if you had one, what would you name it? And I just I just uh, arrived back home from from the western trip, and I said, I don't know Crandall Creek, and mm. it stuck. Mm. That's cool. That's cool. Well, you picked the right person to to set you off on your journey. Donna, uh, she writes for us, and I've known her for quite a while. She's a good friend, and man, she loves she loves working with people and and helping. She does. Uh, She's helping great. Get woman. the song the song juices yes. started. So, man, what a, what a great way to find your way back into music. Yes. Well, she helped me as a songwriter a lot. And she also helped me as a performer, too. And I can remember her saying, if you're going to get on stage, because I never sang until the bluegrass band. I was, really? always cool. played an instrument. Yeah. And she said, "You're going. there will be times where you forget what you're singing and don't stop. She said, babble the alphabet, don't care, but don't stop <laughs> singing. Yeah. Just, yeah. So I've done that some, and the band, they get a big kick out of it, and they say, oh, boy, Pap speaking in tongues again over there. So. <laughs> That's cool. So, so I did some promotions for Donna for a couple years. We brought her into West Virginia, and I, I set up some shows. We played Flood Relief in um, Cass, West Virginia. Uh-huh. We played for a Flood Relief uh, benefit concert there, raised several thousand dollars for um, uh, Appalachian Outreach Program. Yeah. And, uh, so we, yeah, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, I, Become good friends with her banjo player, Papa, and, uh-huh. and her then mandolin player, John Martin, who now works at the station in. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's cool. So the uh, you put the band together pretty soon after that then, I assume. I think the, I saw 2015, you said? Yes. Yes, we went right together, and we had, and it's we've been through many, many changes, as most bands do. And, sure. And we just recently went through some more. Uh, but, yes, that... Uh, so we we had a band together. We played some local jobs, and and uh, uh, then we went on to a, a record label at one point, and uh, that that didn't work out. And we just decided to form our own label, and um, so we we came up with Copper Mountain Records, and that's the label we're that we're still on. And uh, we we now have a a wonderful woman that does a lot for us, Penny. Mm-hmm. Penny McDaniel, sure. uh, she works as her publicist, and and the woman is a whirlwind. She's like a, mm-hmm. she's just a whirlwind. Uh, right. She's incredible what she does. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So you guys have got how many albums out? We have three. Okay. The first one uh, was a self-produced, all-around-one-microphone um, album uh, called Going Down Home. And then we came up with Headed South, uh, which was uh, produced by Jamie Pack in Wheeling, West Virginia. And uh, Jamie's still our producer and and does a wonderful job. And then uh, the last one was Handprints on the Glass. That's a song I I co-wrote with Brink Brinkman, the title track to the album. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we started using some of the heavy hitters for some of the uh, for the instruments on some of our recordings. Uh, it, that's generally how it's done in Nashville with the with the major artists, major labels. You know, we pick on Andy Leftwich and Darren Vincent, and Mike Scott recently did banjo track on a song that's going to be our next release mm. called "Love the Thrill," mm. and. Um, 
uh, and yeah, so so we I think we have uh, Josh Swift did do- Dobro on those. So that's kind of who we've been picking on for some of the music tracks that we've we've been uh, recording lately. Are, are these songs intended for a future album? Is the album already in place? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. It's called Johnny Miller's Farm, and uh, that's a song I wrote. I was listening after a Sunday lunch at my uh, youngest daughter's house. We meet there for Sunday uh, Sunday lunch after church, and her husband. Uh, was talking to uh, his best friend, Brad Beeson. That's Scott Miller and Brad Beeson. And they were talking about when they were boys uh, on on Scott Miller, John Miller, who oddly, weirdly, strangely enough, was my math teacher in high school. And then hmm. my youngest daughter ended up marrying his youngest son, which is just, it's just so strange wow. how these things kind of thread together. Right. <laughs> well, they were talking about this old blue pickup truck that they would take imaginary trips in and all the places they'd go. And they just kept talking. I thought, boys, just keep talking because you're writing a song for me. <laughs> and uh, cool. I got home, sat down 20 minutes later. I had Johnny Miller's farm uh, in my phone. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Um, when does the album itself, is, it's not out yet, the album, right? It's not. We're releasing singles off of it right now. It probably won't won't be released in its entirety until uh, probably October or November. Okay. Uh, we're kind of working with Penny on that, following Penny's uh, guidelines on on when to release. And so far, she's done just a wonderful job. Yeah. And guiding us. Yeah. No, she's she's awesome at what she does. It's good to have somebody like that in your camp. Oh, incredible. And we get a lot of support, and we get a lot of guidance for Tim Rabin, who's become a very, very dear friend of yeah, mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tim and I have a good time together. I don't, I don't know that we're really that good for each other. We, <laughs> we tend to get kind of in trouble, and we have a lot of fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say that much. Yeah. We have a lot of fun together. We really do. <laughs> That's uh, cool. He's been kind to take us under his wing and 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 keep us I call it stepping in the gun. You know, you don't want to make any mistakes in this industry cuz it can be a deal breaker. So right, right. Kevin has kind of guided us on the ins and outs of the industry. Of course he's been at it for sure. know, quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, of course uh Tim is uh part of the Shenandoah uh yes. the old country band Shenandoah which yes. a lot of folks will remember. So yeah, uh, he absolutely. definitely he definitely has has uh has worked his way up the the totem pole, so to speak, to to know know what uh, what works and what doesn't. Yes, it's been a great meter, you know. And I'll send him songs I've written. I'll say, "What do you think?" And 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 Tim doesn't he he doesn't cut any corners, you know. And because I've asked for his help, and he'll say, uh, "Jerry, yeah, you're a little better than that, buddy. <laughs> you need you're a little better than that. I'd I'd move on. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd do anything. Or you know, he'll say uh, it." He's the one that actually encouraged me to have a refrigerator homemade picture show recorded. I okay. sent it to him, and he said, it's so relative. He said, you don't even have to own a refrigerator to understand it. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, pretty much it's self-explanatory in the title. I, I didn't look at the lyrics, but I, I, I got a pretty good idea where you're headed with it. Yeah, it's, uh, it is. it is. It is self-explanatory, and that's what everyone that, that's heard the song or or looked at the lyrics, or you know, it, 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 that's what they said. It's you really don't 
you know, you really don't even have to have a refrigerator. And, you know, the opening line, I must have hung a hundred pictures on that refrigerator door. If I had a bit more space, I would have hung a hundred more. There were drawings done in crayon, landscapes in finger paint, watercolor soaked the paper, macaroni stuck with paste. (laughs) And then the course, my little girl's Picasso and my little boy's Van Gogh from Stickman on the sidewalk and some things I'll never know. It's my kid's collection that I proudly own, Refrigerator Homemade Picture Show. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so it is. It's very, and songs should be self-explanatory. If if the listener has to work to get the meaning of the song, the, the songwriter has failed. Right, yep, I agree. So what what's the plan uh, for this spring and summer? Do you guys you you do a little tour? Or you guys got some uh, pretty good schedule lined up for playing out. We do. We play about eighty about eighty shows a year. Okay. And we're going back to the station in August eighth, and we run a nonprofit five hundred one c three out of our band. It's called uh, Bluegrass Music Endeavors Foundation. And we're a giving foundation. We take part of our salary. It goes into a kitty, and we get some donations as well. And we've given to St. Jude's. We've given to Easter Seals. We've given to um, Shriners, Mm. Black Lung for Coal Miners, Mm. um, several of the veterans groups, which we hold very dear, Mm -hmm. uh, and also some of the rehab centers. So... uh, we two years ago we partnered up with the IBMAs and we gave away a college scholarship. And last year we gave one away with the IBMAs. This year we're we're flying solo, and we're giving a five thousand dollars scholarship away this year, college scholarship. Wow! And and you can you can go to our website CrandallCreek.com, and you can get a link to that uh, application. And I think the application stay open until May fifteenth. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So if somebody wants to make $5,000 in an hour, that's a smart way to do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Where where will your uh, uh, summer, spring and summer and fall schedule take you? Are, are you mostly regional or will you travel travel the entire U.S.? We go, um, well, we go to Luckett's. We are playing Luckett's at the first of the year. Um, we go to Nashville. Like I say, we, we're playing at um, Station Inn August 8th. That's also where we'll announce the winner of the scholarship from the stage that mm-hmm. night. We have a we have a big night playing. We have Tim Stafford's kind enough to MC that night for me. Oh, great! And um, and we have a pretty good who's who of bluegrass going to show up that night. And we're we're hoping to get Shannon Slaughter in there as well. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we played. Uh, before that, we're in Nash. We're in right outside of Nashville at Dale Hollow Lake. We're doing the um, Centennial Celebration, playing there for that. Oh, we have maybe eight or ten festivals around Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia. Um, I think that's about the furthest we're going to travel this year. Yeah, yeah. We also hold a contract for a Division of West Virginia Tourism for the train shows at Elkins, West Virginia. Oh, cool. We don't play on the train, but we play a venue in Elkins, and we play all those train trips that come through. So we actually play in the same spot about 35 times. Wow, wow. That's cool. For a different audience every night, you know, and it could be anywhere from California to Maine. We don't know... Yeah. We don't know. There are bus tours that come in to ride the train, and and we were lucky enough to get that contract. And wow. 
this is the fifth year we've had it. It's been it's been wonderful. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that kind of thing is neat because you get to expose your music to people that probably wouldn't hear it any other way. That's true, and we sell a backload of CDs. I think last year we sold twenty five hundred CDs. Wow, that's great, which is unheard of. It is. Because they're, they're tough to sell. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So what's uh, and, how far out do you do you plan? How far out are you looking? You know, with your music, with the band, what's 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 beyond this year? Do you look that far? Well, we know that we're playing in Luckett's in January, and what we what we kind of have on the on the um, on the long term schedule because I am a I am a long term planner. Um, uh, Lord willing, I'm a long term planner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to do a cancer awareness tour in two, in uh, in 2024 that will start in Pittsburgh and will end in Glacier National Park mm. and in Yellowstone National Park. Cool. And we're hoping to ride in track and do some various stops along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I myself, uh, I've had a had a little situation with cancer a couple years ago. I had colon cancer, and and I urge every anybody listening that when you get to that age, have a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. I thought I was too tough; found out I was not. So um, I've had some issues with that, and uh, so I get monitored every I don't know four or five months. I get scanned, so I'm good right now. Everything's mm-hmm. good. In fact, mm-hmm. I just got my scan results this morning. And oh, they were clean. Good. So well, good. yes, congratulations. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's one of the big things we have planned is is that tour out west. That mm-hmm. would be that would really be a neat thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Awesome. Well, I I love the music and and I've uh, enjoyed getting to know you a little better and and learn about what you guys are up to. What's the best way for people to uh, to stream your new singles and and uh, get ready for the album when it's out and listen to some of your uh, earlier stuff? Uh, Spotify, we're we're all over Spotify, okay. and also our our website, CrandallCreek.com. If you go there, you get links to just about everything that we have, including the foundation and and uh, and and all of that. That's all that all can be had right from CrandallCreek.com. Uh, we are also on iTunes. We're on YouTube uh, and Facebook. You just you know, friend us up on Facebook. Send us a request there. We we'd love to have you. Um, we love the interaction from fans. We have a really big fan base. It, it's the bluegrass community in itself. Guys like you who, who are doing this for the artists. Mm-hmm. It is amazing the, the help and the kindness who exists in the bluegrass community. It's, That's true. It's very. Um, it, it's really really nice. It really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. It's a great great big family and. Uh, dysfunctional at times, but families are, but you're right. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that is true, it, but it, it, it yeah. wouldn't be a family without it, but, uh, you're right. People take care of each other and, and, uh, it's, it's a great industry to be in for sure. Yes. And you know, you could be at a festival somewhere and have an issue with a guitar and say, right. Hey, does anybody have a guitar? And yep. someone might, they might stick a, you know, a, a 1965 D28 in your hands and say, yeah, hey, just take it, play it, you know, come back, you know, bring it back when you're ready. And That's right. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a great, really a great community. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. We played the Milan Michigan Festival last year. Uh, we had a great slot. We were sandwiched between Breaking Grass and Ron, Rhonda Vincent. Mm. You could not be in a better spot yep. with a, in a lineup. Uh, that was a great time. It really was. And, yeah. And, um, Jeff Tuttle, who 
passed away last year, mm-hmm. uh, DJ from that area, kind of got us in into that festival. And uh, Jeff interviewed me uh, at least once. What a wonderful, wonderful man and a great supporter uh, of bluegrass music. And he he passed away of cancer last year. Mm. He's really, really a super good guy. Oh, yeah. Wow, sorry to hear that. Well, thank you, Jerry. I enjoyed uh, this uh, this time together, and we wish you the best. And uh, hopefully, we'll we'll bump into each other here pretty soon out on the road somewhere. Okay. Well, if you're around August eighth, like I say, we give the college scholarship away, and it is it is the Steve Gully Memorial Scholarship. That's what we've named okay. it. We worked with worked with Debbie Gully. She was she was wonderful to work with, and. And um, you know, she said she's honored to have it. We're we're honored to have her blessing uh, to mm-hmm. to uh, name it the Steve Gully Memorial Scholarship. And he did a lot for a lot for youth, a tremendous mm-hmm. amount for youth, and that's why we wanted to put it in his name. Yeah, that's amazing. Cool. All right, thank you, Jerry. Have a good afternoon. Greg, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.